0: And I'll uh, remind those at the board that there, I did not do a PowerPoint for this one, so you don't need to find one, there isn't one there to find, <laughs> and uh, you don't, and we'll just have this here, so we'll listen extra good today, because there's no visuals to follow along. So uh, this is from Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 6. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest In the kingdom of heaven. And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. So the disciples have asked Jesus this question, which we could rephrase you know, which disciples will be the greatest? And this is just, is so typical of our human nature, right? Like as soon, we just, we want to be special. And to be special, we think we need to be better than others, greater than others. And as soon as we find our way into some inner circle, we immediately want to know, well, who's the greatest in this circle? What's the the elite inner circle within that circle? And so, the, and we look at the disciples, they're like, okay, now, and we're, in the, we're in the kingdom of heaven. Well, but who's, who's the greatest in here? You know, and I'm sure they were thinking the way most of us think, well, is it a great leader, a great speaker? Is it the wisest? Is it the one who most knows the most deep knowledge of all the, each book of the Bible? What is it? Who is the greatest? Which ones of us are greater than the other ones? And Jesus turns all their expectations on their heads, just flips the whole thing upside down on them, and he calls up a child. And in this, he teaches them a truth that only those who trust God like a child will enter it at all. And this is the paradigm for entering the kingdom, and it's also the paradigm for living in the kingdom. And now when I've studied these verses before, I usually have focused... In my study on Jesus' words, you know, turn and become like children, humble yourselves, you know. So repent, <laughs> turn your heart, become meek and and teachable and humble. And and this time standing, I really felt just my focus was drawn to Jesus' action in calling up this child. And then I, as I see it here, I just. What Jesus is teaching here becomes so much more powerful when we have that, that image of what he, has, what he is doing right before their eyes with that child. The teaching becomes so much more powerful when we keep that image center front for us here. And the humbleness which Jesus is talking about is it's right there on display in front of these disciples. And uh, so my first response to reading Jesus calling up the, this child was, well, there's a, there's a miracle right there. The child came the first time he was called. <laughs> there, there's a miracle right there. How, how often does that happen? Uh, how often as parents do we feel like we have to bribe, beg, and threaten just to be heard, just to be acknowledged that we spoke? But how worse are we? How often are we worse with God? Do we we come when he calls? Or how often do we tell God, well, I'll come later, I'll come when I'm ready, I'll come on my timeline. And Jesus, he called this child and he, he set him, presented him to the disciples because he wants the disciples to see themselves in this child and he wants you to see yourself in this child. And in the the calling and the coming, we see humble trustfulness on display. The child humbles himself because he trusts Jesus. He knows Jesus is good and gracious. He knows that all Jesus' intentions for him are good. And so what we first need to see is that Jesus is also calling everyone else. He is calling everyone and either you're like this child because Jesus has called you and you answered that call and you came to him because he, he called you. Or you are like this child because Jesus is calling you and you have not yet decided how you're going to answer. You have not yet answered his call. But God is always calling. And we think of, of Jesus' words in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we think of John six thirty seven. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Or John 7.37, Jesus stood up and he cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus is calling you. He has called you. He is calling you. And so, will you humble yourself like a child and turn to him? And I love how one commentator describes this, this turning. He said, this turning is the conversion of the heart. It is being born again. It is permitting yourself to be called, led, and loved by Jesus. Without pride, without doubt, but in simple trust. And since the child possesses nothing and needs everything since he does nothing but must receive everything, since he earns nothing but must receive everything as a gift, so must we be. We must be converted and enter in humble trustfulness. So in other words, before God, we don't come as equals. We don't come as like two kings coming to parley. We don't come with our armies, our power, our weapons, or riches. We don't come to trade or barter or reach a compromise with God. We come like a child. We come with, with nothing. And this is the humility of the child that Jesus speaks of. He comes with nothing in the full knowledge that anything he will get will be received as a gift. And no one enters the kingdom other than this. And that's exactly how G- this child answers Jesus' call. He comes to Jesus and lets Jesus set him in the middle. And very likely he had no idea that, that Jesus was presenting him as, as an example of the greatest in heaven. Um, if he did, it, he probably wouldn't have remained humble anymore. and The whole lesson would have been lost right there. Um, but he, he didn't. And, and it's even, that's even part of the humility Jesus is speaking of, that, that the person even lacks the awareness that they have this humility at all. They don't, they don't think of themselves as having this humility. They just, they, just, they just think, I have nothing, therefore I need Jesus. Um, but this child allows himself to be stood before these disciples, at, at least the 12 and possibly more. And it was probably very intimidating. You know, <laughs> a small boy being presented before 12 big grown men, but in humble trust, he lets Jesus stand him there. And so he may not have understood what was really going on, but he trusted the one who had called him. He trusted that Jesus would take care of him and that whatever happened, it would be Jesus doing. Jesus will will take care of everything. He will give everything. And this is like the mercy and salvation of God. I bring nothing. In Christ, I receive everything. I receive forgiveness of sins, the washing of renewal, the regeneration of life. This is like what we hear in in Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. And Jesus calls you to be saved in him, and he offers it as a gift. So it doesn't matter if you're mind is failing, or your body is failing, or even you can't see or can't hear, or how dark your heart is with sin. All these things remind us that we come with nothing, but in Jesus we receive everything. So we abandon our our credentials, our accomplishments, our expertise, and we come to him like children. And then the younger the child gets, the, the clearer that example is, right? I mean, the younger the child, the more dependent they are. And greatness in the kingdom of God is, is based on the same paradigm that converted us. The least shall be the greatest. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest. Genuine humility, it gives up all claims, it gives up all, all rights, all demands. It yields itself completely to God's Word and His will. And, and the humble person is happy and content with God. He has enough. So the greatest is the one who, who clings to Jesus. And, and the Gospel of Mark includes one detail that really helps us picture this event. And Mark 9:36 tells us that Jesus, in the same event here, Jesus took up this child up in his arms. And to help us see this, I'm actually going to ask my family to help here. If Simeon is listening, I don't have quite the same calling power that Jesus does. <laughs> Simeon? Do you, want to, do you want to come up here? No? Okay. Do you want to come up here, Caleb? You can come up here with me. Do you want to come up here with me? No. Example that Jesus' call is very supernatural, and mine is not. I did tell them this might be possible, but apparently they're not up for it here, which is really too bad. Because um, I wanted to show you that Jesus, he's just taking up this child in his arms. And so he held him up in his arms here. And, and it's powerful when you see, you think of Jesus holding this child. Yeah, you're ready? Okay. Can I give you a carry-up? That's what I want. You like that? Okay, come here. I want. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you, son. You're really helping a lot here this morning. <laughs> so Jesus took that child up in his arms. Uh-oh. Can I do two at once? That's a pr- that is the question. Can I do two at once here? Probably not for five minutes. But Simeon, do you, do you want to carry up too? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, Come here, bud. I want to get down now. There we go. Deadlifts, deadlifts. Oh, you, you want down now? Okay, that works too. So Jesus is holding this child, right? And in this, and you see Jesus holding this child. So he's saying these words as the disciples are, you know, as the disciples see him. Okay, you, can, you guys go down now. You got the picture. So he's holding this child as he's teaching the disciples, as he's saying these words. So they can see this picture that said, you must humble yourself and become like, this child and this child the one who's sitting in jesus arms who's clinging to him that is the greatest in heaven and, and the child being carried there he, he, he just that's the one who clings to jesus in in dependency and hopelessness the one being carried it is poor and needy caleb are you gonna you want to be carried up again or are you gonna hang out here with me you can hang out with here with me that's fine Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but the one being carried, he, he's in that moment. He's receiving everything. He's not doing anything for Jesus. He's just being carried and lifted up. He's receiving everything, and there's no shame in that neediness, right? That the parent, you know, the child is not ashamed to be carried by their parent. At least the little, the little children are. <laughs> And, but when in that moment of being carried, there's only satisfaction and contentment in being carried by the one who loves you unconditionally. And uh, now, in the middle of the day, when they have more energy, you know, maybe they aren't quite as content and satisfied to be carried by me. But first thing in the morning, that is the only thing Simeon wants. Very first thing in the morning, he wants Daddy to carry him up and walk him around for good five, ten minutes. And, and in that, I mean, the, there's that just satisfaction to be held by the one who loves you unconditionally. And that's the, the, the image, the picture Jesus is showing these disciples. The, the, the child has no shame in just clinging to Jesus. But as adults, we seem to have uh, more shame in, in showing our neediness and clinging this way. Um, and so, for example, I, I have some friends who are are big guys. They are, you know, six foot eight, big, beefy men. And so me and them, we could probably do that. Like, they probably could carry me up like that and just carry, hoist me up there. Just carry me there, there, Sam. But I would never do it, right? Like, like, maybe as a joke, but but I would never do that. Like, my pride would never let me do that to be carried with that sort of dependency there but but that is exactly the sort of pride god asks us to let go of in regards to him and just to to just let him carry us just let go of our pride and let him pick us up out of the muck and the stain of our sin out of the trouble of our life that we brought on ourselves mostly to let go of our our self-sufficiency and and just to depend totally on him in Jesus Christ to save us. And even after He has saved us, this, this dependency does not go away. That, that, that dependency does not change from, from the moment of salvation and then the rest of our walk with Jesus. That dependency remains. It is the same ongoing dependency because every day we depend on Him to forgive us our sins and to wash us from our sin and to renew us by his spirit. We need a daily renewal by his word and spirit. We are always totally dependent on Jesus. And we know the certainty of what he's doing in our lives because of his word, because of what he has promised us in his word. And we think of the word of promise today, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And when we are baptized into Jesus, he is ours and we are his. And in Jesus' words in Matthew 18, the, those final words, verses 5 and 6, are powerful. Because remember, he is, he is, I'm imagining him holding that child still as he's saying this. And he's saying to them, holding this child, he who receives one such child, a child like this, on account of me, receives me. You coming up? You want to help with the illustration? Oh, good. <laughs> so he's, Jesus holding that child. One who receives one such child on account of my name receives me, but whoever causes a little one who believes in me to stumble in their faith, it would have been better if that person had died a horrible death than that they had ever led that misled that child out of faith out of the truth that's what and i mean think how clear that warning that blessing and that warning is as jesus is holding that child to the disciples and now clearly he's identifying with that child the bond the connection he's claiming with that child and he's saying that child like humbleness that's what he's claiming with every believer that same close connection that cl- same close bond oh, with you oh yeah baby. you want to go back down now okay. back <laughs> down. so jesus he claimed this this special bond with that child and in baptism we receive by faith what he promises that he is our savior we are his he brings us into the kingdom he opens the door and as we said before it, it, this is in humbleness and total dependency We bring nothing. Jesus gives everything. And it's effective and good because of God's unbreakable word. So, since it's so sure and his spirit is so, his his invitation is so clear, cling to Jesus with childlike faith. And this humble dependency is greatness in the kingdom of heaven. As a childlike faith, we cling to Jesus, our Savior, who saves us from our sins and brings us into the kingdom of heaven. Amen.